g'day. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Tony Clements is with us now. Good morning to you, Tony. Hello, Steve. Hello to you and good morning, everyone. Welcome to Bushbeat for another week and another year here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news as we enter our 20th year or are we just wrapping up our 20th year? We still lose track of where we're going, but 20 years we've been talking about country racing here on Radio Tab on Bushbeat and storming on into all of the great uh, country racing that's coming up in 2024. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. For those that have been braving the wet weather, my goodness, hasn't there been plenty of rain around the northern part of the state and now in the southern part of the state over the last couple of weeks. Now thoughts with those who are still flood affected on the Gold Coast region. Rob Luck is back with us checking out all of the country news as well. G'day Rob. Yeah, good morning Tony, good morning Steve listeners and uh, Happy New Year to uh, everyone. Yeah, it's certainly a little bit wet on the Gold Coast uh, area Tony, makes you sleep in even better on your holiday <laughs> time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we still didn't uh, stop the uh, the racing that was happening over the uh, the break period, did it? Even though we didn't have lots of country racing this morning, um, we're going to feature a little bit on what came out of Toowoomba uh, yesterday. Of course, the King of the Mountain, and wasn't it great to see uh, Rothfire getting that great result for the King of the Mountain win? But what about, as I just heard uh, Steve saying, uh, Ma Baby, who won the country stampede, taking fourth place for Corey and Kylie Gear and that team going so well. And look at the, the place getters, Master Jamie, Graham Green, Tony and Madden, Maddie Sears, Steady Ready, uh, all teams that uh, certainly support country racing and provincial racing across the state. I know it's a, a race restricted to Queensland horses, and uh, good to see the cutest X bonus going off with Rothfire, but it's just so pleasing, Tony, to see those names of trainers in amongst Rob Heathcote, Tony Gollan, etc. in that race. You're dead right there, yeah, seeing the uh, the best there lining up against uh, uh, some of the, I guess you could say, yes, the, the country and provincial stables, Rob, it was great to see, and well done to the Toowoomba Turf Club for their second Morton Co. King of the Mountain yesterday. We're not going to focus on that first up this morning on Bushbeat, we want to focus on the consolation, and well done to Ange Jones and John Manselman with Tiger Legend. metres from the judge so it's Tiger Legend in front narrowly over Sir Rog at the outside so they go together followed by in third position there was courtesy bus and don't stop as stalking those in fourth along the rail then came modern Negro man the Tyler tracks the favourite up towards the inside further back in the field of Bean Dancing has just been urged along it's about three lengths away Tara Jasmine and also incomparable looking at the extreme outside homeward bound Tiger Legend in front put by to Sir Rocket back to second don't stop as along the rail Montenegro man, the Tyler. Tara Jasmine right down the outside. There's going to be a good finish here. Tiger Legend led the way, though. Tara Jasmine up to second, but it's Tiger Legend. Tiger Legend beats either the Tyler or Tara Jasmine. And they're followed by... Sarah. Yeah, great finish there at the end, but Anne Jones getting the best out of Tiger Legend to take out the Eureka Stud King of the Mountain Consolation yesterday at Clifford Park, Toowoomba. The Toowoomba track, Rob, can really uh, highlight some of those great finishes like that. You've got to be a tough horse to be able to run that little bit of a rise as they come around the home corner and storm down that uh, Toowoomba straight there, but uh, great ride by Ange to get Tiger Legend home ahead of Tara Jasmine, the Tyler Montenegro man, and uh, the winner's stablemate, Sir Rocket, running fifth. Yeah, I'm thinking Johnny Mansman might have been a little bit keen on the home turn that first and second were looking great as the stable mates were up there in front. And you're right, that um, that Wheatwood uh, area start, etc. Um, you always know that 
it's hard to lead at Toowoomba and uh, and be able to get away with the the win because of that uphill area. Um, but as we know, Johnny Mansman, of course, uh, our leading country trainer. In fact, Tony, he's sitting on 48 wins for the current country trainers premiership more than double the number of uh, Tanya Parry who's in second place and we know how hard John and the team work because just looking at the recent results Mackay on the 22nd of December uh, Rockhampton was the 21st I think uh, Home Hill was the 28th of December and of course uh, gets the trip down to Toowoomba and we welcome him to Bushbeat this morning because he's on his way to Rockhampton with a team of horses as well. Good morning to you, John. I hope you're there with us and can hear us uh, on the way to Rocky. I can, Robbie. Yeah, I'm just um, at Chinchilla at the moment. Yep. Oh, you've made a little bit down the highway. Congratulations on that result yesterday. Uh, you you must have been so thrilled with the performance, not only of Tiger Legend, but also Sir Rocket. Yeah, they went terrific, mate. They travelled down really well and... And they done us proud yesterday. I've always known you've had an eye for these sort of races that have conditions, uh, whether it be Battle of the Bush, Stampedes, and of course the King of the Mountain. Did you target this race sometime out with Tiger Legend? Uh, not, not really. Um, it's, it's always, it's always there on the, on the horizon. But just that I hope they're going good at the time. So. Um, yeah, I suppose you could say we targeted it, but we just had to wait and hope, hope that all of the pieces of the puzzle fell together. And, and luckily for us, they did yesterday. I'm always amazed, John, how you managed to uh, to plot the paths for so many horses that you have there in the stable. Just for example, like you had nine runners at Home Hill last Sunday, picked up a couple of winners and a couple of placings there. There's three in at Rocky today, 14 entered for Mackay on Friday. Just sitting down and looking at the calendar and working out where there's a benchmark this and a class that and a, a feature open 1,200 this and, and a 1,400 that, it must be a, a fair exercise just to be able to sit down and work, work out and map out all the programming. Yeah, it is. That's why I'm bald, mate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Best why response. you don't ring him at certain times of the day as well, Tony. But, uh, John, you, this, this horse, just t- tell our listeners the background because it's really intriguing. This horse won the Vaux Rogue Plate in 2022, which, interestingly, it coincided with the same weekend this weekend. You've only had him for, what, five runs now? How did you come yeah. about him? Um, I bought him off the English website. He'd, he'd been sold to Hong Kong um, when Tony had him. They, they sold him to Hong Kong. And he... Oh, just dropping out of... Oh. Just coming back into range. I know it's, it's always... Chinchilla a chinchilla area, i got a funny feeling. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just going to say exactly the same thing. That Are oh, oh, you back with us, is. John? Go on. Have you got me now? Yeah, no, yep. go on. You were telling yep. the story about buying Tiger Legend off the English website. Yeah, he went he went online and, and off the site and the um, rest is history. So hopefully it keeps panning out that way. Yeah, you've, you've got the results coming through. I mean, he, he had his first uh, run at Gladstone on the sand, then Cooktown, then a good run at Home Hill in 1,000 metres. That was probably the one that sparked... An interest if you're following the form, and then that good run in the uh, I think it was a Magic Millions qualifier at uh, Rockhampton as well. But he's not a Magic Millions horse, is he? No, he's not, unfortunately. So, um, we've just got a uh, main reason I bought him for the uh, 
battle of the bush. So hopefully we can get him qualified for that and, and go around in next year's final. Well, he's already had three non-TAB runs, so that's uh, half the battle done before the qualifying conditions um, there. What were the instructions to Ann Jones? I imagine you probably don't give her instructions, but he, is he a natural leader, Tiger Legend? He used to be known as Tiger Heart, by the way. He hasn't, he hasn't been um, forward for me, but saying that he's been racing on those little tight tracks and, and with some quite speedy horses, so he's probably been a little bit outpaced early, but... As you say, uh, Angie is a terrific jockey and you don't really have to give good jockeys instructions. They already know what they've got to do and, and she had done her homework on him. So you rode him extremely well. And obviously it's a prerequisite to be in the Mansman stable that you have to be a decent traveller. As Rob just outlined, Tiger Legend's been everywhere from Cooktown to Toowoomba on the back of the, the Mansman floats there. But is he a good traveller, John? Yeah, he is really good. He eats, he eats terrific and... He's a, he's a lovely old horse to do anything with. He's got a few frequent fire points up now, as well as being halfway around the world. And it's it's a huge operation even on that race day. I noticed you had uh, William Crop doing the... Uh, well, he was a successful strapper. I wasn't sure about the, who the uh, rocket strapper was, but uh, were you and Jade, Jade was with you, and we'll ask about Jade's hand condition in a moment, but um, were you able to just sit back and enjoy? You had good support from uh, trainers down there. Yeah, well, um, I had the bib on and ready to lead it out. And Katie Crock walked past. He goes, oh, take that bib off. I'll get William to do it. So um, <laughs> she was running the show as, as per normal. She's such a lovely lady. And um, Will was kind enough to come and give us a hand. And, and that allowed me to talk to the jockeys. I'm sure you'll be happy to have William lead them out again if that's the end, end result. Um, I mentioned Jade Doolan, of course, uh, your stable apprentice and partner. Um, Jade's had that injury after that barrier incident. What What's Jade's condition now, John? I imagine she's sitting there listening as well and she's probably wanting to get on that phone, but we do have a limited time, don't we? What's the rundown <laughs> on uh, Jade's condition, John? Um, yeah, she's improving. She's um, had a couple of surgeries on her arm now and... Uh, She's back in Brisbane uh, pretty much full-time because she has to go to the specialist uh, nearly every week. So she lives in Brisbane at the moment. and um, no, But it's, in, it's improving. I, I noticed that like, she was starting to be able to move her fingers and that this weekend and she seemed right. to enjoy the weekend brushing the horses and that. And she was able to enjoy the victory um, yesterday. Good to see her back on the track. Because I can imagine it's 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 a difficult time to be going through when you when you get told or you think your career might be at risk. It must be so hard for these jockeys to come back from injury. Oh, most definitely. And she loves the horses so much. So uh, um, I think she really enjoyed the weekend. Well, it's fantastic to see those results come through uh, yesterday. But today at Rockhampton, um, what horses have you got that our listeners could be following uh, today at Rockhampton you think have got chances? Uh, only in one race, in the last race. I've got a couple of Mashani's there. Uh, I really like Mashani Mystique. Uh, she's, she's been working well. It'll be her first run for me. And Mashani Aviator, he's... He's been going extremely well too. He, he gets a check just about every time he goes round. So, um, with them not not being world beaters by any means, they're very honest horses, and, and hopefully we can bring up another winner for the Mashani camp. 
Mashani Mystique's uh, $21 chance on fixed odds with Tab today and Aviator sitting at $23. Just touching on that, it's a great association that you have there with Mike and uh, all of the Mashani horses there. And, and I guess that's the beauty that he has now, that association obviously with Les Ross, with so many of the Mashani youngsters coming through. But then if they're not quite up to city grade, um, then Mike's sending a few north to you. Yeah, exactly. I, I've been mates with Mike for a long time, um, back when he had trotters in Cairns. So that's probably 30 years ago. So um, mm. we've, known each, we've known each other for a long time and he's had horses on and off with me for probably the last 20 years. It's going to be a, uh, a sea of the Mashani colours, I'm sure, come uh, Magic Millions Day at Aquas Park at the Gold Coast. Safe travels, John. Thank you so much for joining us on Bushbeat today. And uh, I'm not sure, not the last time we'll talk to you in 2024. Well done again yesterday at Toowoomba. And good luck with that pair today coming up at Rocky and with the big string heading to Mackay on Friday. Thanks, Tony. See you, Robbie. Good morning, John. And uh, I'm th- I think John will be pleased to know, and he, he would already know, Tony, the cutest money also went with Tiger Legend, that $10,000 extra, uh, I believe, that uh, is added to the prize money, as it was with uh, Rothfire being the cutest X winner. So isn't that great to see that's applied to those races, Tony, as well? Mm. That was a, 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 a well-programmed uh, and well-planned day there yesterday at Clifford Park. And as I said, congratulations to all at the Toowoomba Turf Club on their second Morton Co. King of the Mountain. Now, Rob, you mentioned that um, uh, Tiger Legend had run in one of those Magic Billions Country Cup qualifiers. There's been four of those run so far. Sunshine Coast on the 17th of December, Rockhampton on the 21st, uh, Warwick had their rescheduled meeting on the 28th and Home Hill ran on the 28th. <clears throat> Pardon me. And uh, this is, of course, all leading up to the uh, the Magic Millions Country Cup coming up on the big day at Aquas Park at the Gold Coast on the 13th of January. So we thought, seeing as we haven't had a lot of uh, non-tab racing to talk about, and we'll touch on those highlights shortly, we might have a little bit of a look at what has happened so far in the Magic Millions Country Cup qualifiers. All roads leading to the Magic Millions. Favourite drawn out. All right. Good luck to the connections. The lights flash away. They're all set. Lights blinking. Stools are back, racing. 400 metres left to run. Al Pals Gal, Mr. Galazi. Third is Authentic Jewel. Outweight has been wide. Rolling through is in a sec. Jameldi looking for the way clear. Further back to Nordley on. Zoom Meteors one from the outside. Hodgson's out wider. Authentic Jewel has now got the lead coming through. Jameldi. Later Zoom Meteor. Down the outside is Hodgson. Jameldi driving through. Zoom Meteor. The outside. Zoom Meteor. They're down past the 450. Meteor Empire a length in front. Let me let go about to come off its back to the outside Ren's Day for the back in the field then Cochrane starting to thunder down the hay diddle diddle Meteor Empire in front not for long let me let go went to Meteor Empire shot clear Tiger Legend up to third then came Deep Breath but I want to be on let me let go it gets the bonus exempt from ballot on the big one on January 13 let me let go by four they sun it towards the 350 where it's Bugalugs in front over Roland with the flow now 
now. Party Spirits into the clear of good enough. And over on the inside, Micro is coming with a fresh legs. Hard up against the inside, I promise you, is down the outside. So a big finish coming up. Rolled in with the flow. Party Spirit. Micro over on the inside. Party Spirit, I promise you, late on the scene. Party Spirit. Down to the turn. Family star, 400 to go. Eyeball by Captain Bond. My best effort flushes out three wide under the limits. Made rapid ground to fourth the outside. And he's running on. Then came Tempo. They've kicked away then from Afshani Fraudster. Captain Bond goes up at the 200 to hit the front. Now from Family Start. Tempo, no run. Under the limits coming down the centre. Captain Bond in front. Under the limits coming at Captain Bond. Under the limit. Over the top. Under the limit gets up to win from Captain Bond. And third home was Family Star. Close up Tempo. They were followed next in by Kiss Me Later. I was uh, leading up to Magic Millions Day, as Russell Lennon said in that Rockhampton call there, and we heard from Russell as well as Anthony Collins at Toowoomba, Josh Fleming at the Sunshine Coast, and Tony Wode at the Home Hill program. As uh, Brolga said, uh, exempt from ballot. So those four winners, Rob, uh, if eligible, exempt from the ballot for the Magic Millions Country Cup field. We had Zometeo winning at the Sunshine Coast for Michael Rod and Stuart Kendrick. Let Me Let Go for Liv Kendall and Jared Wheelow at uh, Callaghan Park, Rockhampton. Party Spirit for Damien Thornton and Rob Heathcote at Warwick. And then the Home Hill win was under the limit for Adrian Late and Tom Button. Yeah, and Tony, this, this race is always intriguing to uh, country and provincial trainers, the, the Country Cups, because it's, it's another layer or level of opportunity uh, for horses that are Magic Millions uh, eligible, of course, but these horses get that ballot free entry, and it's a tough race to win. And when you start looking at these horses that have won the actual um, heat so far, or those uh, qualifying races, Zoo Meteor, for example, there's some real up-and-coming promising horses. Zoo Meteor, he's a Zoo Star four-year-old. He's had the 12 starts for four wins in three seconds, and he certainly is very capable over that 1,000-metre journey. Uh, yet to stretch out to the 1,200. He has gone as far as 1,100 before, but his form has been so strong <clears throat> in that Sunshine Coast um, area. And, of course, Michael Rod, as you said, uh, booted him home. And when you go to the other winners as well, and by the way, I think uh, I'm pretty sure I heard there was the, there was a bonus paid on a couple of those races, a magic million, I think it was about $20,000 um, that applied to the um, Home Hill one. And I think it might have also applied to the Warwick one. I'm not sure about the other races, but on those particular race days, there was an extra Magic Millions bonus uh, paid out. But when you have a look at Let Me Let Go, it's one from 1,200 to 1,400. Three wins, two seconds, it's last five. So these horses obviously are really in form. And as we heard, Tiger Legend ran third behind Let Me Let Go and, and won that consolation King of the Mountain yesterday. Uh, this one, of course, won by, uh, ridden by uh, Liv Kendall for Jared Wheelow. And Liv Kendall's another story we'll mention very shortly. Uh, so that horse going in great form. You go down to Warwick and you get the win there. Rob Heathcote going out to Warwick to get this Country Cups qualifier done with party spirit. This one is so interesting. A four-year-old mare by winning Rupert with three wins from ten and has won all three since a spell, uh, the previous two being at the Sunshine Coast. Um, actually, Liv Kendall rode the third place getter there, only three quarters of length behind, and that was, I promise you. So she's got a, a, a real ability to assess those two uh, winning runs there. 
And when you go to Home Hill, Tom Button's got an up-and-coming under the Louvre called Under the Limit. Adrian Lake kicking home this qualifier open winner by half a length. Uh, and I heard Tom uh, mention in an interview that he's really starting to come of age, but the form, again, is so strong. Three wins, five minor placings, 13, and Magic Million bonus one, as it was with uh, Party Spirit. So these horses go in, but, of course, they're going to face strong opposition. It's not like... It's not like the uh, Battle of the Bush or the Country Stampede where you have um, non-TAB qualifying runs and all that type of thing. <clears throat> These are for Magic Millions eligible horses. So they come far and wide, and it's a tough race to win. But I think these four horses, they really add to the form line of the Country Cups this year, Tony. Uh, just having a look through the calendar, each of those four did carry that $20,000 Magic yep. Millions bonus right. if they were Magic Millions registered. Um, and, you know, first prize money, 19800 So basically, if you were Magic Millions registered, you ended up with double that. Each of those four races at those four venues were all $35,000 events. So I think that's great programming as well. And, um, yeah, there are conditions that roll along with it where you can't have won a Metropolitan race in the past two years, uh, since January 1, 2022. Uh, until acceptance deadline and just reminder that uh, entries the free entries for that close at 11 this morning uh, with late entries closing off next Monday and then acceptances on the Wednesday before Magic Millions but as you said Rob it's a really hard race to win for these country horses and great that they're still running this country uh, cup series on Magic Millions Day in amongst all of the superstars. Yeah, to have it on Magic Millions Day is a, is a real bonus, and you can you can see why the trainers across the state and and look at the the aspect that like Rob Heathcote takes that mare out to Warwick to get that qualification. You know they they're reaching far and wide because of the opportunity and the prize money, and of course that does make it tougher in those areas. But that's what the competition's about. But it does strengthen uh, the final result that you get uh, when you go through. Um, uh, to the actual final on on Magic Millions Day, Tony. I mentioned I mentioned Liv Kendall. If I can just quickly, and I know you've got a little bit of detail in regard to her, this young lady, Olivia Kendall, and I think she goes by Liv, preferably. Uh, we talked about Johnny Manselman travelling far and wide. Have a listen to this. This young lady, when I brought up her records, her last fifty rides, mind you, they didn't start until the tenth of December in twenty three. Now, from the tenth of December through to the 1st of January, she's had 50 rides. That's a good achievement in itself, this young apprentice. But I saw on her social media, she talked about, well, this weekend it's have saddle, we'll travel. And when you look at what she's done uh, as an apprentice, and I'm so pleased to see it because we see so many experienced jockeys doing this, Justin Stanley, Ryan Wiggins getting great results provincially-wise. This young lady has made sure that she's taken every opportunity over the uh, particularly the holiday period she was at Mackay on the 22nd of December she was at the Gold Coast Polytrack on the 23rd of December she went to Ipswich on the 24th then out to Warwick on the uh, 26th um, then to Ipswich on the 29th but then hopped on the plane to Darwin where she picked up a win for Patrick Johnson on ankle Rolex got back off the plane down to the Sunshine Coast on uh, the 31st for three rides there and then goes to Toowoomba to uh, a stable that's supported pretty well I think in, in the Matt Crop stable and picks up the win on Rowdash uh, running uh, first there at Toowoomba yesterday. That's magnificent to see um, that approach to improving enhancing your career and getting your name out there and as a result today I think Tony she's got about five rides at Rockhampton well sought 
uh, by trainers up there, and I'm pretty sure she's down to a one-and-a-half claim. I might be wrong on that. Um, but good on you, Liv Kendall. Uh, I know I uh, met up with you and saw you in Bundaberg and Melbourne Cup Day. It doesn't go back that far, the results, because she's riding so many places and uh, picking up so many rides. And as a result, her name is out there and she's getting the results. Congratulations to her, Tony. A quick glance through some of those uh, TAB provincial meetings that have happened since we were last on air on the 19th of December. We had a rocky meeting on that Thursday of the uh, 21st. And as we said, let me let go with Liv Kendall and Jared Willow combining, taking out that Magic Millions Country Cup qualifier. But on the day, Talia Fenlon and Kale Sinclair combined for a double, as did Bubba Tilly and Graham Green. Mackay the following day on the 22nd, doubles are plenty there. Chris Whiteley and Graham Hughes combining for a duo. Uh, doubles as well to uh, jockeys Justin Stanley and Warwick Sadley as well as trainer Kerrid Smythe. Saturday the 23rd of December, this was the day that uh, Cairns were able to race, Rob. This was after they'd had mm-hmm. a metre and a half of rain and then transferred the yeah, meeting to the following brilliant. Saturday. And did a fair bit of fundraising as well. Great to see that they did uh, a huge amount of fundraising there for disaster relief in the local area. And incredible, they've been able to have two meetings there at Cannon Park after a metre and a half of rain, or plus that. Anyway, on that Saturday before Christmas, Jason Taylor and uh, Matthew Maguire each rode doubles and uh, Stephen Massingham with a training double. They were meant to race Boxing Day at Warwick but transferred it to the following Thursday. And as we heard, party spirit for Damien Thornton and Rob Heathcote winning the Magic Millions Country Cup qualifier there. Same day at Home Hill, Under the Limit took out the Home Hill qualifier and Johnny Manselman, as we touched on, with a, uh, a training double there in amongst his nine runners. Bow Desert and Cairns had tab meetings on the 30th and uh, doubles at Bow Desert to uh, Colin Cranon, uh, Colleen Cranon, Jai Williams and Marianne Brosnan. But how about this result? Cairns raced last Saturday the 30th. Stephen Massingham trained a treble, but Ryan Wiggins rode five winners in a row, if you don't mind. Not just rode five, on, yeah. not just rode a couple of winners, but five in a row. Started off with fanciful Mr Fox in the uh, 1400 metre cutest maiden. Backed it up in the uh, Lou Piconi Memorial Open on Brilliant Mind for, uh, for Masso. Uh, then uh, in the benchmark 70 on King Jester. Mutafik uh, was another uh, headley horse that he won on the uh, ratings 0 to 55, 950 metre handicap. And then brought it home with uh, Nebaraz in the uh, benchmark 65, 1250 metres. I didn't have a look at his exact uh, rides for the day, just to bring him back down to earth. He ran last in the last race of the day, uh, <laughs> finished 12th out of 12 there. But, uh, yeah, five in a row is just an amazing effort. And he continually goes up the coast to uh, gain those results. And, and those Cairns uh, meetings also, I thought it was pretty significant. I know we see the Headley Colours winning so regularly, but you don't, and you see trifectas and quinolas, but on the uh, meeting that was on... Uh, what date was it? The 23rd. They had a first four as well in the open mm. handicap. Brilliant Mind defeated Bold Type, Boomed and Battle Cry. Um, and uh, Stephen Messingham, Messingham and, of course, Louise Terzi and Roy Chalemi stables are, are doing a fantastic job. But also a shout-out, too, to a young lady up there who moved to that north area and trying to establish herself, Tessa Townsend. She had a win at that uh, Cairns Jockey Club meeting on the 30th of December and also a good win at the uh, Home Hill meeting as well. So great to see Tessa, who really supported the Central West Racing area, um, getting the results of uh, hard work in, in an area where it's not easy to break into, but um, picking up results. And uh, congratulations on the breeding point of view at Mackay. The two-year-old filly by Jubius got Jubius, that stallion, his first win. 
uh, with dubious authority, Tom Burke and uh, Justin Stanley. Just some other points coming out of those provincial meetings, Tony. Another the thing we want to highlight, Rob, is that while a lot of tracks and clubs are having their annual Christmas New Year break or you know, more of a seasonal break due to the uh, hot conditions come December and January, we were meant to race at Mareeba on Boxing Day, but unfortunately that meeting was abandoned due to the uh, state of the track. Uh, despite them receiving something like 700 millimetres of rain from Cyclone Jasper, they were hopeful of the meeting going ahead, but further rain leading up to it made the track unsuitable for racing. What I think is great, though, is that Mareeba have been approved for a replacement meeting on Australia Day, Friday the 26th of January, and uh, they've got a uh, five-race program, each worth $10,000, with a 1,010-metre open, a rating 0 to 60 handicap with cutest bonuses. There's also a benchmark 45, Class B900, uh, that benchmark 45 is over 12.10, and a maiden plate, two-year-olds and upwards set weights over the 10.10 metres. So Mariba goes back into the calendar for the uh, 26th of January. And then last Saturday, Tarum were going to race. Well, they did race for a couple of races at least. And you have a look at the replays on regional casts and some nice blue skies around but gee didn't the storms come then and the heavens opened up they only managed to get two races in before they got hit by that massive storm and from some of the footage we saw on social media it was wild yeah and i think rodney hay was pleased that he got the win in the first with legend of zorro you've got a story to tell there but legend of zorro of course was i think he was a gained a cup winner last year and sarah robbins another jockey getting around doing a lot of hard work got the winning ride there and it came off a good fourth at chinchilla defeated sue pat and carbors and then brooke johnson now brooke is leading currently the country jockeys premiership on 32 wins and it's closing up behind her now lacey morrison on 30 dan ballard on 23 and ryan wiggins interestingly on 23 in that country um premiership but brooke rode semper invictus uh, first run for the stable for shane iverson over goldie's power and uh, montegallari but i'm sure rodney hay uh was keen he got that first winner because he had a bit of drama getting out of the track i believe tony yeah, from what I was reading on uh, social media, there was quite a few of them where people were saying, you know, I hope everyone's safe and, and things like that. And they were um, showing some of the uh, the storm action there. Um, there was a, a couple of short videos that went through showing the uh, wild winds and, and how the rain really closed in and uh, a few comments on Facebook that I certainly can't repeat on radio this morning. But, yeah, there was a few comments saying that uh, apparently there was a couple that were very, very lucky to, to be able to get out. And as you said, Rodney was one of those while he won the first race with Legend of Zorro, then apparently the uh, the truck had to be towed out of the black soil there to be able to go home to Chinchilla. <laughs> it's always a great meeting, but it's always one of that time of the year where the meeting uh, can be struck by the wrong weather conditions. Um, but again, uh, at least they got the couple of races in, and, and when you saw that, you know, the footage of, of the hailstorm, etc., that was happening, uh, there was no hope for the rest of the program. But uh, is there any change or additions that Racing Queensland have brought there, Tony, that you're aware of? Not that I've seen come through, but I'll do a quick squiz at the uh, the news section this morning just to see if in case the emails haven't drifted through at this stage. Um, no, it doesn't look like it at this point time, Rob, that they've uh, added in that those final three races were abandoned uh, mm -hmm. at Taroom. They have added a an additional race to the Bell meeting coming up this Saturday. There's an open plate set weights, 1,300 metres of $10,000 that has been added there with nominations closing off at 11 o'clock this morning. And that Bell program is the only non-TAB meeting that we have coming up this weekend. The TAB programs for the week following on from Rockhampton today. It's Gatton on Thursday, Mackay Friday, Cairns on Monday and then back at Rockhampton next week on Tuesday. Uh, there's plenty of other, of course, uh, country meetings 
things that are going to be coming up that we'll be talking about through uh, 2024. But as we said, with the uh, the summer heat and the uh, Christmas New Year holiday season, uh, we're a little light on for the country racing. So that's Queensland uh, focused on. But Rob, this time of year, we like to turn our attentions further south to the Apple Isle. Yes, the at the 600 metre mark. This clever boy moves up on the outside to put the head in front as they come down the side approaching the home turn. Screw Creek trying to fight on, getting into third spot now and running on very solidly as Southern Jewel as they come around the home turn and they were followed by Merrill Privileges at the top of the straight. This clever boy leads but on the outside it's Southern Jewel coming quickly. Southern Jewel on the outside has reached the lead. Run Manning runners coming home well. So It's a Southern Jewel in front though with about 50 or 60 metres to go. Southern Jewel from Run Manning Run. Southern Jewel beat Run Manning Run. Getting up to run third was Lindrum. Southern Jewel for Randy Tan and Rowan Hamer taking out the Jim McKenzie Agency's King Island Cup in Tasmania on New Year's Eve Day, if that's such a thing, the day before New Year anyway. Uh, and part of the carnival that so far, we've already had four meetings and still a couple to come. We thought, uh, what better time to check in with Duncan Dornoff and have a talk about what's been happening on KI so far. Welcome along, Duncan. Yeah, hello, Tony and Rob. Good morning to you, Duncan. Another successful King Island Cup. I noticed Tommy Doyle, um, he couldn't quite repeat last year's performance, but a good win to Southern Jewel. Certainly was a, a good win by Southern Jewel, who's uh, now won three of ten starts. Of course, this horse was purchased for the Minus Rest Cup coming after in late January. Uh, that's where a group of Ballarat trainers purchased horses last year to race in their slot in that Minus Rest Cup and uh, racing for various uh, community, uh, raising community funds for various organisations on the island. So that's been a big boost uh, for King Island Racing for the past two seasons now. So uh, Andrew Noblet actually purchased this horse from Victoria to race in his slot, uh, prepared by Rowan Hamer, who's the uh, a third generation member of his family to taste success in the King Island Cup in front of a, a good crowd there on Sunday. I was uh, looking at some of the social media posts as well from the King Island Racing Club, and not only to have all of the uh, the Ballarat uh, trainers all pitched in over the past couple of years, Duncan, but I, from what I could tell, they were even sending some of their staff over to, well, can I say a working holiday, enjoy the day on KI uh, for the, a couple of those race days to uh, lead the horses in and around, uh, as well as, uh, yeah, working, enjoying some of the scenery and the sights. Yeah, that's right, Tony. So uh, uh, there's uh, eight in total. Uh, Ballarat trainers involved and they're sending staff down uh, for each meeting so so one stable will send a, a staff member down just to assist the trainers because there's a lot of problems on King Island one is an ageing population and two the state money's not that brilliant so it's a bit hard to uh, put people on the payroll over there so this uh, minor stress uh, crew if I can call them that they send a horse down they go to a trainer and they actually pay training fees and uh, I was talking to, to Robert Keyes last season. It's the first time he's been paid to train a horse on King Island. Normally they're sort of done on half stakes and, and things like that. So uh, it's, it's gave King Island a boost that way. And uh, that's just a, another way to help the people on King Island by sending down staff to help saddle up horses, lead them in the parade yard. And uh, one, one thing this minor stress cut done, it sort of rejuvenated racing on King Island a little bit in the fact that the, the local pony club had been out of operation for a few years and has returned this year. So while those people are a few years away from the track, it's getting people involved uh, 
you know, to love the animal and hopefully mm-hmm. get involved when they get a little bit older. That's fantastic. That's that's what you love about country tracks and country communities, how they make things uh, work, Duncan. And, and this winner of that cup, I was just checking its record. I mean, it's it's almost done the clean sweep. It's had the last three wins uh, in the King Island uh, meetings, but uh, third or fifth on the first day, probably over an unsuitable journey. But, but this year there's there's more meetings involved. So this, this horse, had, it, it could have been one that uh, would have really clean sweeped the whole program. Yeah, well, there's still another three uh, meetings to come this season and uh, the way Southern Jewel's going certainly uh, should be able to pick up a few more wins. Uh, we'll have to drop back to 1,400 metres for that minus dress cup. I think that's the 20th or 21st yep. of January. So uh, that, that'll that be the, the challenge for, for Owen Hamer and, and his team because it's a $20,000 race and, and that's the race the horse was purchased for. But, uh, yeah, certainly good to see a good... And, a strong number of horses on the island this year. The Cup Day program is a little bit light. There's a bit of a virus going around a few of the horses. So hopefully the trainers can get on top of that ahead of the, the final free meeting. I was going to mention that that uh, while uh, Colin McNeff pulled rank and probably packed the golf clubs to head over for the New Year's Eve meeting, uh, he only had the four races there to worry about, so we're a little light on the fields there. But as Rob said, seven meetings in the season, and we started all the way back on the, the 2nd of uh, December with the, uh, the first of the meetings held there on KI. And uh, Cody Jordan really stamped her uh, mark on the meeting, leading in with a couple of winners there and then backing it up with uh, a treble on beef day. Yeah, and a lot of her rides have come for trainer Tammy Muir. She's a local trainer, uh, third-generation member of her family. And uh, I was talking to her for an article I wrote on the Tans Racing website just before the Cup. She said, generally, my horses go well the last three meetings of the season. So this year, I've done something different. I brought them in four weeks earlier, and, and she certainly hit the ground running, uh, tasting good success. Uh, Cody Jordan, of course, uh, a Tasmanian-based jockey. She makes the trip over with uh, Kelvin Sanderson on the Tasmanian flight. And the remainder of the jockeys all come from the Rabbins. So uh, Hannah LeBlanc comes from up uh, a place called Glen Rowan up near Wangaratta. She's a three-and-a-half-hour drive to the airport there at the Rabbins. Steve uh, touched on a few weeks ago on his show, Steph Lacey, a former Queenslander now in Victoria. Uh, Jamie Gibbons, Tommy Doyle and, and Craig Atkinson, along with Randy Tan, have made the trip regularly. Yeah, Cody Kelvin was, uh, Sanderson, up. where's his base, um, Duncan? Uh, he's based in Devonport. He's uh, a for- very successful former jockey who took a break away from racing. Uh, he's, he drives trucks. He's got a saddlery business. You name it, he can do it. And he only returned back to the uh, the saddle about 12 months ago now. And uh, if he can choose what meetings he does ride at, but he's certainly enjoying his time on King Island, that's for sure. I was going to mention Cody with that uh, that treble. I think it was on uh, uh, was that beef day or there was the meeting in between. I lose track of which one was which. But yeah, three wins in the second by just a quarter of a length out of four rides, and on the opening day, two wins and two placings from four rides. So certainly riding up a storm. Uh, just touching on that of the extra meetings, um, and you mentioned there, Duncan, about how King Island sort of going through the resurgence at the moment, and mostly thanks to the involvement of the uh, the miners' rest crew. Uh, what was the reasoning behind the extra meeting there? We don't want to have too much of a good thing and certainly KI has uh, been on the radar for a long, long time for a lot of people and they say you've got to get there. But why the extra meetings this year or this season? Yeah, the, the one extra, I think that's uh, just because of the success of the minor stress cup meeting and uh, a lot of the officials from TAS Racing actually went to that meeting and it's the first time 
I'd seen in there in probably uh, my two or three years of, of calling. And I think they realised the, the tourism aspect and the economic value of racing on King Island. So uh, I think most on the island would have preferred that extra meeting as opposed to topping up prize money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, tourism, people fly in, they go to the races, the cheese farm, play a round of golf and make a weekend of it. You're back home uh, to start work on Monday. Yeah, from what I've heard, the golf course is pretty magnificent too as well, Duncan. Yeah, I think they've got two of the top ten golf courses in Australia, so that's a big wrap, and uh, uh, they're up at the north side of the island, so I haven't had a chance to see those, but I have seen the bakery, and I uh, can give that a five-star rating. <laughs> <laughs> well, still a couple of meetings to come, as we touched on uh, Recreation Day is coming up on the 13th of January, and then uh, the Maritime Miners Rest Cup Day comes up on the, the 20th. Uh, How is the, the buzz around the place leading into those last couple? Yeah, the Miners Rest Cup. I don't think King Island were ready for what uh, they uh, got as far as the turnout went last year. So they're a lot more organised this year and, and making sure everything's in place uh, for that meeting. Again, uh, another large uh, contingent from Victoria expected to fly down linked up to that uh, Ballarat crew. So I think it worked out last year's Miners Rest Cup day. One in three people on King Island were at the races that day. <laughs> we often talk about it when we talk about how country racing is the fabric of the area and it's much more than just horses going around a track. It, it really is the social highlight of the year, for, especially for a lot of these once-a-year type clubs. But that's quite incredible when you throw a stat like that out. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, I don't imagine there's too much to do on King Island, but, uh, you know, they they had some big-name uh, trainers there. Bruce McAvaney was there and uh, it was I'll put it on record as the most enjoyable day I've had as a race course. So it, it certainly helped King Island. I don't know if it's going to fix the island long term. It's just that ageing population's a real concern mm-hmm. I have uh, on King Island. I know Taz Racing have invested in other ways outside of prize money. For example, every horse that goes there, Taz Racing covers the cost of the, the, the shipping from uh, Tasmania to King Island and things like that. So hopefully uh, that next generation... Uh, you know, through maybe that pony club can keep King Island Racing going for the uh, many years to come. Thank you for joining us on uh, Bushbeat this week. It's been great to uh, catch up with all of the news so far on the uh, the KI program. We'll look forward to uh, the meetings to come and we'll have a chat with you soon. Sounds good, Tony. Thank you. Thanks, Duncan. Duncan Donoff there checking in on what's happened uh, so far through the carnival and, and great to hear, Rob, that it's going through that little bit of a resurgence because it has become one of those, uh, can we say, boutique-type uh, meetings here. People talk about wanting to tick off their bucket list and go to something like a Birdsville Cup or a Kangaroo Island Cup. I think they should be a- adding a uh, King Island meeting onto their bucket list as well. Yeah, KI seems to be the initials to follow there, and it's just so great to hear the uh, the initiatives. and And let's hope that younger generation find a way to get involved um, over there. As Duncan was saying, an aging population is is a concern in in that sort of environment. 
But boy, oh boy, there's always ways in country racetracks and country clubs they find to uh, make sure racing thrives. And there's the challenge. The young people, the young generation need to get behind it because it sounds like a magnificent weekend. I think that one might go on the bucket list, Tony. I think it'll have to. Uh, I missed the meeting there. I mentioned <laughs> Recreation Day on the 13th I of January. I won't take the golf clubs, mind you. Yeah, no. My, as a golfer, <laughs> I'm a very good orienteer. Give me a compass and I'll be out there looking for the ball. Uh, Recreation Day on the 13th of January. The um, Miners Rest Cup Day is the 20th. And then the following week, it's the KI Southern Airlines Fly-In Day on the 27th of January. And Rob will also be following uh, with a bit of interest the uh, Limestone Coast Cup Series through South Australia. Second leg of that's going to be the Kunawara Cup at Panola on January 11, uh, before they then run the Mount Gambia Summer Cup as Heat 3 coming up on the 21st. And then there's races like the Sejuna Cup on the 3rd of February. We'll keep a watch on the Narracourt Cup on the 11th of February. Uh, the Lock Cup is coming up on February 25. Port Lincoln Cup Day is the 1st of March. Penong Cup Day is the 9th of March. The Kimber Cup at Port Lincoln on the 17th of the 3rd. Streaky Bay Cup Day. Now, there's an iconic meeting you've got to get to. That is the 23rd of March. You've been so, there. Yes, done that one. And the beautiful. So that is a beautiful part of the world. I want to get back and, and see more of that uh, part of uh, our wonderful big ground, green and brown land. But, yeah, there's some interesting uh, uh, meetings coming up that we'll keep a watch on there. So while there's not a lot of uh, racing in Queensland through this summer season, uh, there's certainly uh, plenty coming up. There's uh, lots of tab meetings that are on the horizon and uh, lots of cup meetings as we roll into 2024 that we'll re be reporting on on Bushbeat. Tony, um, we had our, our uh, day off on um, Christmas Day or Boxing Day, whenever it was. We only get those one or two a year because there's just so much to cover in country racing, isn't there? No, re no rest for us, but we, we love every minute of it. We look forward to 2024 to cover more country racing. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. Good luck to all of the uh, the clubs that are racing this week. As we said, Rockhampton today, Gatlin Thursday, Mackay Friday, Cairns on Monday, and uh, then Rocky rolls around again next Tuesday, and to the Bell Club with their non-tab meeting coming up this Saturday. We'll be back next Tuesday to talk about that and plenty more here on Radio Tab on Bushby.